Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. For four years, California has been planning to retire its last nuclear power plant, Diablo Canyon. The operator of the plant, Pacific Gas and Electric Company, is set to shut it down permanently in 2025, citing safety and environmental concerns, along with changing energy priorities. But now, someone pretty powerful in the state has started talking about keeping that plant open. California Governor Newsom is reconsidering the future of the Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant. His office confirmed the governor is keeping all options on the table to ensure a reliable power grid. Newsom's comments to the LA Times are renewing a debate across the state about how best to achieve its long-term goal of carbon-free electricity. The move, though, could also have a federal impact since the Biden administration wants nuclear plants to stay online across the country. So today, I spoke with Politico's Colby Burmell about why Gavin Newsom wants Diablo Canyon to stay online, why it's being shut down, and what the fight over Diablo Canyon means for California and the Biden administration. It's Friday, May 6th. So, Colby, why is California Governor Gavin Newsom talking about keeping alive the Diablo Canyon power plant? which the state is set to shut down. What is he hoping to achieve for California by potentially keeping these nuclear reactors online? Yeah, so there are two major reasons. The immediate reason is that the Department of Energy has proposed this program for $6 billion for nuclear plants to keep them online to help meet the White House's ambitious climate goals, of course, because nuclear plants produce carbon-free baseload power, And so Diablo Canyon could be eligible for that money, but we don't know for sure yet. But the other reason that's really kind of starting to creep up again on California is the state's grid reliability issues. As you might remember, two summers ago, we had rolling blackouts for the first time since the Enron days of the early 2000s. And the state is basically looking for any kind of power source that it can get. And Diablo Canyon currently provides 9% of the state's electricity, which is a really sizable amount. And so when that's going to be going offline by 2025, the state is going to have to make that up. And there are some plans in place, but there's a lot of uncertainties tied to that as well. Yeah, and you mentioned the potential national benefits and how keeping Diablo Canyon open could help the Biden administration so how helpful could this be for what Biden wants to do and, and how involved have they been? I mean, have we seen administration officials kind of lean in and, and say you, sh- you should try to keep this open if you can? Right. So according to the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, there are 95 reactors across the country, all at various kind of states of operation and economic performance, of course. And many of them have been struggling financially due to the very cheap renewables. And that's certainly the case in California, where during the day, solar power is either very low priced or even negative priced. So nuclear definitely can't compete during the day in California in that regard, because it can't ramp up and down. It's just always operating at a flat level. But with regards to any potential federal involvement on Diablo, there is somewhat tangentially that 
Former Obama Energy Secretary Stephen Chu, he put out a study last fall that basically called for Diablo to stay open for at least a little while longer. And it could even be used, he said, to power desalination plants to help with the state's drought. And Governor Newsom actually cited Secretary Chu's like, study when making some comments recently and saying why Diablo could stay open. So the benefits that we've talked about of keeping this plant open So we know that they would help the state meet its aggressive climate goals, along with addressing reliability concerns. So then how do we get to this point where it is set to close? What's the concern? Yeah, so Diablo Canyon and its two reactors have been operating since 1985. But ever since then, they've been mired in controversy. One, because the plant sits near a geologic fault in earthquake-prone California that could result in a big shake that could threaten the reactors. And two, because of its location on the California coast, it could also be subject to a big wave, like a tsunami, essentially. And so these big kind of natural disaster threats are very much looming out there. And while the NRC says that the plant can withstand big shakes, state regulators say that the plant would need to spend over a billion dollars on both earthquake upgrades and on water quality upgrades. And so that's a pretty big thing to pass on to ratepayers, especially from the plant's owner, PG&E, which is already a very reviled company in the state for causing all the deadly wildfires. Yeah, on that topic of PG&E. So we know that Governor Newsom does not have the unilateral authority here to reverse Diablo Canyon's retirement, even though he could lean on the state's utility regulators to do so. PG&E obviously is who to watch here. So what's your sense of the level of interest from the utility in keeping the plant open? Yeah, I don't know. To be totally honest, it kind of sent me a very generic statement saying that we're open to all options. But PG&E, they've been working on the Diablo Canyon closure publicly since 2016. That's when they first proposed to retire the units, actually. And that closure was approved by the California Public Utilities Commission in 2018. And so they feel comfortable about their compliance with the state's climate goals because they're on track to meet the RPS. They can do it without Diablo. So they seem to be fine in that regard, but it would really take a change like in the circumstances of the state in terms of incentives and such to maybe even make them reconsider. Also, on Thursday, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm issued a stark warning about the Commerce Department's investigation into solar module imports from four Southeast Asian countries. Granholm told senators at the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee that Commerce's investigation could ultimately threaten the Biden administration's ability to meet its 2035 clean energy targets. For context, U.S. solar developers and their supporters have criticized the probe and warned that simply opening the investigation is already causing widespread delays and cancellations. A recent report from the Solar Energy Industries Association said that the investigation cut expected solar installations for 2022 and 2023 by 46%, and that an affirmative determination from commerce would cost about 100,000 jobs in the solar industry. Currently, the Commerce Department is expected to present its preliminary findings in late August. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morning energy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Raghu Manuvalan edited this week's podcast. Nirmal Malaikal is the podcast producer. 
Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back Monday. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lower carbon.